0: in a world that can be challenging and at times unpredictable. It's hard to find moments to focus on what you need. Join Stephanie James on The Spark as she guides you to use your inner flame to ignite your best life. As a best-selling author, psychotherapist, transformational life coach, and international show host, Stephanie is dedicated to helping you create a life that takes you, your goals, and your passions to the next level. So you can live a life that is fully lit up and fully alive. She believes that your life is meant to be a beautiful expression of the things that light you up, that by living your dreams, you give permission to others to do the same. Are you ready to feel alive and inspired to fuel your dreams and put a fire behind your desires? Let's ignite a spark in one another that will illuminate the world. The Spark with your host, Stephanie James, starts now.
1: Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Love connecting with you. Love bringing you amazing guests like we have tonight. If you've wondered how you could feel more vital, more alive, how you could break through limiting beliefs, really break through limiting energy or places where you're stuck in your life, then this episode is for you. I am talking today with Heather Maccabee, and she is a healing practitioner, She does amazing things like EFT. I can tell you, because I have worked with her before, that this woman is a powerhouse. And she literally helps people transform, heal, and change their lives. So, so thrilled, Heather, to have you with me here on the show.
2: Thank you so much. That was a beautiful introduction.
1: Well, thank you.
2: very excited to be here.
1: Yay. Well, beautiful introduction for a beautiful person inside and out. Thank you. So I'm so interested in, you know, I I don't even know that I know how you got started. I've known Heather now for a while, and yet I don't know that I know how you got started in this whole
2: feeling realm. Tell me about that journey. Oh, gosh. Yes. So to begin the journey, we probably would need to go back to childhood. Um, I would say that I've always been curious and I've always been looking and exploring for ways for things to be different in life. I actually grew up with an abusive alcoholic father, and we never knew who was coming home from work each day. Would he be charming and charismatic, or would he be angry and throw things around? He, One time I experienced a physical beating that was so severe my mom didn't send me to school for several days because she was afraid I would be taken away by CPS. She did what she knew how to do in that circumstance to protect me, but I ended up feeling like I wasn't worthy of being protected or of feeling safe because I wasn't removed, the authorities weren't called, things like that. Before I was even six years old, I had experienced sexual molestation by my father, and by a trusted family friend. And again, same scenario, I wasn't removed. So what ended up happening is I found these patterns playing out in my life where I was attracted to relationships that were unhealthy for me. It was work relationships. It was intimate relationships. It was friendships. It was playing out everywhere in my life. I ended up in a job where one of my coworkers was taking these holistic healing courses. It was completely foreign to me, but she kept telling me about these courses that she was taking. And when one of my trainings is the one that she was taking and she was um, getting ready to be a practitioner and you have to do so so many sessions on other people, and she didn't even know my background. And she was like, handing me your card. She's like, if you ever, I need to practice. So if you ever feel like seeing me, here's my card. And I ended up having this problem in my marriage. And I couldn't find my way around it. Um, I had tried a lot of things to help me clear the past. And they just didn't get me there. And so I was like, well, whatever, I'll give this a try. (laughs) And I was blown away. We use what's called muscle testing. So it's basically just the strength and the weakness of a muscle to indicate what's happening on an unconscious level. And she muscle tested the age of six. And she said, what happened to you at six? And I was just, I was blown away. I said, well, I don't actually know if I was five or six, but I know I was molested by a family friend. And she, she said, yeah, it was six. And Muscle tested the belief that went with that experience that was affecting my marriage. It was like this big circle. And the belief was I'm not worthy. And I just started sobbing. And then I started noticing all of these patterns of how that one statement had played out in my life. And so I went home and I told my husband, this is what I have to do. <laughs> and I started taking the courses and off I went. Yeah.
1: Wow! Wow. Thank you so much for sharing such a vulnerable story with us. Uh, you know, I, I, I just think that, I imagine there's so many other people that can relate to yeah. that story. So many other men and women that have been through that and that lost that sense of self or felt those patterns, you know, showing up in relationships later on.
2: Yeah, it was amazing when I finally figured out that I was finding all of these ways to reenact my relationship with my dad because I hadn't healed from it.
1: Yeah, and isn't that the truth? What we don't heal will come up later. And it's it's interesting. When we're in loving relationships, it seems like things that are unhealed really start coming up. It's all of a sudden we have a certain container of safety. Yeah. And interestingly, that's what allows what hasn't been healed to come up for the purpose of being healed.
2: Right. Another really key piece that I started noticing is As my children started moving into ages where I had experienced trauma, I became triggered unconsciously without even realizing it. And then when I sat to do some work, it was like, okay, my kid is six years old. That's why I'm feeling so sad right now is this is what happened to me at that age. So all these things, just our brains are so amazing and our bodies that we behold and store and the way we can move through it.
1: Well, and I think that's these this essential piece that you were able to move through it. And I and I know healing for all of us is an ongoing process. And I'm wondering that huge first kind of bulk of trauma, if you will. Yeah. How long did it take you to move through that once you realized what was happening? You started working on that specifically with this technique.
2: I've been doing this work for eight years. I in In my earlier adult life, I got diagnosed with anxiety and depression. And then after I had my daughter, Eliza, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. And so what was happening for me is all of this trauma was starting to result in mental and physical illness. Yeah, so I started doing a lot of work and no longer take medication for any of those diagnoses, the fibromyalgia is gone. So I guess the short answer to your question is within eight years, the fibromyalgia I actually cleared last year, within one year.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. Wow, that's so exciting. And, and I know that it's, like I said, it's an ongoing process and, as I shared at the beginning of the show, I mean, I experience you as such a profound healer, and you've you've been that in my life as well, and as well in the life of my partner Morgan. Um, so you've taken this beautiful gift that's helped you and integrated it now into something that you really share with other people.
2: Yes, I loved working with the two of you.
1: <laughs> it was such a joy. Like that. Like I was. I was so sad when we had to end. I get so attached (laughs) me too but we knew that we'd stay connected because we really had that that special bond and that special connection so I knew we'd be back together (laughs) but Heather talk a little bit about shifting sands and what it is you do now as you've really done your work and continue to do your work to how how do you help others in
2: this way So, I now have six trainings. They're all holistic. They're all based on quantum physics. So, we're tapping into energy, your energy, if you were in session with me. And we're going to change frequencies. So, as a for instance, shame operates on the frequency of 20 hertz, love operates on the frequency of 500 hertz. That's a gap. Yeah. If you're someone who has experienced hurt, abuse, mistreatment, trauma, it's going to be a little bit of a gap between the two. When you think about that scenario, if shame is one of the feelings that comes up for you, which often it is. So what I do is I'll go in and I'll check your frequencies, check if there's an earlier experience like the one for me at six. We would check and see if there's a a time in your life where that belief, those feelings, Decided to store where you decided to bring them in. And then we'll just transform them. We will just do some modalities. We'll do a little bit of talking. You do not have to relive the trauma, which is key. (laughs) Yes. Because our body stores it. And so it's so easy to be like, okay, what happens for you when I say this age and someone says, oh my gosh, I don't know, but my heart's beating, my stomach hurts. That's where it's stored. So we're going to go in and we're going to look at that. We're going to remove, we're going to rewrite the past so that your brain has a new story, a new record to play.
1: Yeah. And, and I was so blown away by this process because I had never really been muscle tested before. I think I had a chiropractor maybe 20 years ago do some muscle testing. Uh-huh. And I didn't realize, number one, how common it is. Like okay. it really is a lot of practitioners use it but more so holistic practitioners and talk about real results. You know, like it is the furthest thing from woo woo. You know, you hear like (laughs) muscle testing, you're like, what? And yet it it is so powerful. And I know from, from working with you, we did that same thing. You'd be muscle testing certain ages and then you'd say, okay, what happened at 13? And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, which was the big, big thing when my parents split up. And so it was just very, there's no way like Morgan and I say this a lot. There's no way you could make this stuff up.
2: Right. That's <laughs> what I really love about it because we can get there to that healing space so quickly. Yeah. We don't have to look around. Is it this? Is it bad? Is it this? I'm literally just testing what's happening for you from that time period.
1: Well, and you do, what's, what's really cool is you do more than I would say kind of the health emotional, you, you actually also do this financial counseling. Talk about how (laughs) that weaves in because that's an important piece.
2: So I do, I was a construction controller for 20 years. That's my background is accounting, very different brains, right? (laughs) Yeah, and so I ended up on this healing path. I knew I needed to help others because it was so powerful for me. I was like, I've got familial trauma. I've got friends. You know, I was just like, I've got to get this out there. This work is too powerful to keep to myself. And then a few years ago, someone else had the idea, actually, and they were like, you're so good at accounting. Why didn't you make a program for this? And so I took my accounting knowledge, I built these financial worksheets. We have it's, and then we take the holistic side, the repatterning processes, and we combine the two. And so then you have not only this tangible thing where you can set intentions for your goals, where you can know exactly what you spend and exactly what you earn. And then we can transform, like, where do you want to be? Let's get those frequencies up leveled to what that is.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's huge because it, it, yeah. And well, those things are, the thing is it's all interwoven, you know, these things about us and if we're not changing our beliefs around money, Mm -hmm. Then it's like, okay, yeah, we can heal and we can have these things happen, but we're still stuck in this area. And and maybe it really does dovetail because maybe that money issue is around not feeling worthy. Mine was uh-huh. certainly
2: every job I had, I was undervalued and underpaid. Mm-hmm. I would leave; they would have to hire three people to replace me. I mean, it was just like constant ways that I relived that belief of I'm not worthy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so what, what have you noticed in your own life? What happened when you were able to resolve that?
2: Oh gosh, (laughs) money up levels, relationship up levels, everything. I it's, it's incredible. What is the biggest piece for me is when I've, since I've healed the majority, I'm always working on myself. Since I've healed the majority of that past hurt, my husband and I were, we were sitting on the front porch and we were actually like snuggling on a chair and we were just kind of talking, watching the sun go down. And he asked me, what is it about our relationship? How do you feel when you're in relationship with me? What's the number one thing? And my comment was content. And for someone with my background to feel content inside it's like owning a mansion full of gold. Mm. It's so, to feel that peace, when I always was agitated, I always was on guard, there was always walls. It's amazing.
1: That is so powerful. I love that. I love that so much. And, you know, I have to say, I, I just have to give you this shout out because when you and I were working on breaking through some of those same beliefs around money. um, I I think, I I don't know if you remember this, but um, we're working on money and we've done a couple of breakthrough sessions. And then out of the blue, I get called to do a speaking gig for two hours where they're paying me a thousand dollars an hour. (laughs) And it was just like, oh my goodness. I, I, You know, it was like I, I've been a professional speaker for a while and it was like it doubled the price that people Yay. had been paying me in the past. So awesome. that was really exciting. Um, and plus it starts healing that sense in us when we can disconnect those two things that we are worthy of that. And, and I think your yeah. work is so beautiful because it helps create that space where people can start truly befriending and loving themselves as they get rid of those past limiting beliefs
2: yeah yeah i have another client who took that program that you took and she is on track to make a hundred thousand dollars more this year it's just amazing when you just change your frequencies and just let go of those limiting patterns
1: absolutely well and i'm curious for you too heather What, what does it feel like for you has been, I mean, I am hearing very clearly this beautiful result of contentment in relationship, which is one of, I imagine just, yeah, the deepest experiences and values that you could get. Is there, is there other changes that have shown up for you?
2: Absolutely. Health changes. Uh, One thing that I was thinking about recently I used to kind of walk around, look in the mirror and think these things about myself. You're, you're ugly, you're stupid, you're fat, you're, you know, all of those negative things that we have, they were just like mm. this record playing in my mind all the time. And they're just gone. It When you are content, you're content with yourself and you just walk around happy. <laughs> <Your> life. <laughs> you go to the store and you're not thinking about how do I look? And I'm so worried about how someone's perceiving me right now. Cause you're just content with yourself.
1: Wow. How, how do you imagine we would show up differently in the world or how would it change the world if we were showing up
2: yeah. more and
1: more of us with that kind of contentment?
2: Yes. And the glows on people's faces. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You and I are so similar in that way that part of our joy, what I've experienced is as we watch other people heal, as we get to witness that experience. It's just, there's nothing like that.
2: Yes. Seeing the breakthroughs. And I literally see people's complexions, everything change as they're doing the work. I've had people start with like yellowy skin, kind of grayish skin. They're glowing by the end. I've had people tremoring when we bring up certain beliefs solid by the end. It's just really powerful.
1: It is so beautiful. Well, we're going to need to take a quick break, but when we come back, more with Heather McCabe cannot, or excuse me, Heather McAbee, excuse me, Heather McAbee, I'm going (laughs) to cut that out. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, more with Heather Maccabee. So thrilled to have you here, Heather. Stay tuned. This is Stephanie James. I'm excited to bring to you my new film, When Sparks Ignite, available on the More You channel on Plex Network. It's about the difficult times and the challenges that we face and how they can actually become the match points that ignite something within us, that becomes our gift to the world. And pick up a copy of my new book, Becoming Fierce, Creating a Bold and Beautiful Life, available at bookstores everywhere. To find a trailer for the film and more information out about the book, go to stephaniejames.world, ignite your best life. Welcome back to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. When you have nothing to do on a Friday night, or even if you have things to do, but you find yourself in front of your television, eight o'clock Pacific time, nine o'clock Mountain Standard Time, go to the Plex network and turn on the More You channel. My first film, When Sparks Ignite, is playing all the way through August. And that's a film that's really about the difficulties and challenges we face that then become the match point that ignites something within us that becomes our gift to the world. With an all-star cast, an amazing cast of international thought leaders and change makers really brings home the message how your healing matters. So tune in, check it out, love to have you join us for Wind Sparks Ignite. So I'm here with my wonderful friend and just, just lovely light in this world, Heather Maccabee. Heather, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you so much for having me. This is great.
1: Well, it's just so fun connecting with you again and just being able to have this opportunity to talk with you. So one of the things that you offer people is you do these amazing retreats. And I don't know, do you do them online? Are they real? Real quote unquote. Yeah. You know, it you know, real life now that COVID's over. What what do they look like and what do they entail?
2: I have an amazing retreat that is real. <laughs> it's live in Quiximoto, Mexico. It's coming up in September, September 17th. It is seven days of all inclusive healing. So we will have these amazing spacious rooms with a private hammock overlooking the water. We will have meals cooked with love for everyone. We are keeping it very small. In doing so, we can have hands-on healing for each person that comes. We'll have repatterning processes. I've partnered with a Reiki master. Her name is Abby Nickerson. We will have Reiki processes. I'm an aerial yoga instructor, and this resort has hammocks. So we will have some movement exercises. We'll have Reiki inside the hammock. Can you imagine just floating, having your energy adjusted? <laughs> it's going to be so, so amazing and so healing.
1: Wow, that sounds yeah so fabulous I'm like, I want to go, I want to go. I would
2: love for you to go.
1: <laughs> that would be so fantastic yeah. so how do how do people find out? We'll talk about this again later, but how do people okay. find out about this retreat?
2: It's on my website. My website is www.shiftingsands and it's the number four shifting sands health dot com and then you'll just go over to events. And there's a page for the retreat.
1: Awesome. Oh my gosh, that sounds fabulous. I love it. I love it. So Heather, what right now, I'm really curious for you, what lights you up? What inspires you? Mm-hmm. What motivates you right now? Or, or, or what plugs, I, I almost like, what do you plug into that lights you up?
2: Mm-hmm. Yoga is my number one thing, I would say, that lights me up. I've practiced yoga since 1996, since before yoga was, like, cool. (laughs) I used to practice in my bedroom with a DVD player. (laughs) I love that. It was old (sighs) school, but I fell in love with it in 1996. I was 19 years old. So I've practiced for a really long time. If I, it's actually is probably one of the things that started my healing journey because I would go to class and I would just, I would cry and I would move and it was just really beautiful. Yeah. My kids light me up. Oh. They are amazing. And they were one of the biggest reasons why I decided to heal because I saw my son, little tiny baby, with intense anxiety. And I realized that my anxiety, was transferring to him. And I needed to get better because I needed to help him. That's the only way I could figure out how to help him. They are a big motivator for me. I started at that time, like reading, 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 learning all these parenting things, learning how to change energy. My kids are now 14 and 12. I don't know if I said that. No, wow. My son hardly ever has anxiety anymore. If he does get it, we shift it out with my processes. It's my daughter, she's she's the sweetest, she's the kindest. She's just my pride and joy. Aww. Parenting is amazing. Well, and,
1: and how awesome to have such a conscious mom. We're we're it's all not so really- lucky to have a conscious mom like you. <gasps>
2: I remember my instructor saying that she was like, your kids are so lucky as I was learning the processes and I, and I get it now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, all kids are going to experience anxiety and they're going to experience some downs and different things. And having a mom that can be there with you in the energy and then help you shift out of it without shaming you, without saying you can't feel this way. It's like, nope. this is what's here. Yeah, let's let's transform this or let's transmute this.
2: Yeah, it's actually been in their lives for so long, as long as they can remember that they ask me to do a session on them. They can tell when their energy is off and they just say, Mom, will you do a a session on me? And I just proxy in and off we go.
1: That is so cool. Well, what what amazing lights that they are going to be and are in this world already.
2: I am so excited to see what they become. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. So I, I'm curious, too, with you, what things are ahead? I, I'm hearing this retreat, but what else? What is lingering out here that, that you're moving towards now?
2: I'm starting to speak. I'm getting speaking gigs. And so that's kind of on the horizon of how can we reach a broader audience with these sensitive topics? And how can we teach people how easy it is to move through these patterns and live this life of hope, this life of happiness and health, really? Yes. We all have health,
1: right? Yes. I mean, and I think it's so powerful. Think about if we started doing this in elementary school or before that with kiddos. Yes. You know, I, I know my, my dear friend, Natalie Ledwell. Who does a lot of work with Joe Dispenza? She has designed a whole program and is going into schools now and teaching kids all about how to have a mindfulness practice, how to do emotional, you know, how to increase their emotional intelligence. That's awesome. And self-soothe and do these different things so that they exactly that, they are getting true life skills. Yeah. And it's changing their brain at such a young age. It was so thrilling. When we were up, we just filmed that Becoming Fierce, the
0: mm-hmm. new
1: series that we have that's coming out on Plex in January. We were up at Estes Park and Natalie was one of the presenters. And while we were in, not on stage on the event, but while we were all together, she got the email on her phone that said the Texas, Texas School District wanted her program. And it was 45,000 kids. Oh my gosh. I mean, so exciting.
2: Of those 45,000, you're at over a hundred thousand, just rippling forward with those 45,000. That's amazing. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I I mean, it's, it's here and and we have to realize that this is the essential piece and we can all repattern. It doesn't matter how old you are, what your life experience has been that this healing truly is possible
2: it is I have worked on little babies and I think the oldest client I have is 72 oh my gosh. there's always room there's always time and there's always a way
1: yes yeah so would you and I know what this is I don't want to violate anybody's confidentiality, but are there stories that you can share where you have really seen profound healing or when you've worked with someone where they kind of came in and then you saw them afterwards?
2: Yeah. Uh, I could give you an example. I never say clients' names. Mm-hmm. Even on my website, I do not have their names. With their permission, I have their initials only. Yeah. There's so much. Yes, I don't want to violate any confidentiality. I could tell you about my client who I will call Melissa.
1: Okay, perfect.
2: So I saw her one time and she came to me with something around her business. And the things that came up was actually we ended up muscle testing for a predatory abuse event when she was seven, I believe. And she, you know, was a strong, powerful businesswoman, thought she had dealt with all of that. And what ended up happening is when we cleared that, there ended up being these other pieces with her mom that cleared because she had some probably anger toward her mom because of that event. She had resentment because of the way her mom was treating her kids today. And there was just like these things that just were showing up for her. And she ended up having, she felt like she had a massage when she left, like the muscles in her neck released. She was standing taller. Her posture completely opened. She had this confidence and power in her business and her relationships. All of that happened within 60 minutes time.
1: Wow. I love hearing stuff like that. I love hearing stuff like that because I think we also can really make healing complicated. Yes, We think that it's got to be this struggle and we think, oh my gosh, it's going to be years in therapy or, yep. or I'll never get better. And so hearing stories yep. like that, um, I know for myself too, when, when I learned this flash technique, which is yep. really like EMDR on steroids, okay. all of a sudden I was having people that I'd worked with for over a year, the same thing, one session and the traumas cleared.
2: Yes. We got to get that mind body, that somatic. We got to get all of it together, get the trauma integrated in the brain. And it's so much faster.
1: So much faster. And then it's like, we're, we're giving people then the opportunity to really be who they're meant to be, to really live their life in full expression. And that's what we all want.
2: Yes. It's so beautiful.
1: So Heather, I'm curious for you where your where your book is. I, I feel like there's a book in you.
2: I actually had someone recently ask me. She's like, "You need to write an autobiography." You do. You do. Maybe that's on the horizon. We'll see.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, and the, you know, it's these kind of stories. I think are so inspiring to people. Yeah. They, because, unfortunately abuse, and some of the things that you went through, they're common.
2: They're common. And what I really needed to do is I needed to end the generational trauma cycles. It keeps passing down. And then these more kids are suffering and more homes are broken. And I just really had this passion for ending these generational trauma cycles.
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, and people that don't understand that, Heather, will you explain what a generational trauma cycle is?
2: Oh, so 30% of abused people go in and they turn out to abuse others. And then it just keeps perpetuating. So then the person they abuse oftentimes will abuse the next generation. And it just is this cycle of abuse. There's, I could give you an example of, Uh, People that, let's say a girl is abused as a young child. She ends up having, becoming promiscuous. She ends up having a child at 16 years old. It happens. And then this baby that she had while she was still a young child does the same thing. They end up having a baby, 16, 17 years old. It's just this cycle that keeps moving. You can have a mom who's ill, and then one of her daughters decides to entrain with her, and she then becomes ill. They're just perpetual generation-to-generation patterns.
1: Yeah. As you're saying that, I was reminded I I had worked um, in a little Southside school on the wrong side of the tracks at one point, uh, I've worked for 10 years and it was just amazing to me what exactly what you're saying. And I remember, as you said that, I went, Oh my gosh, I remember this family where the mother, or actually at that point, it was the grandmother had had a daughter in eighth grade and then she had gone on to have a daughter in eighth grade. And now here was this new mom in eighth grade yep. and it you could see these three generations and they were so young. you know, yeah. and, and, and the grandmother was still, the great grandmother was super young. And
0: yeah. you think,
1: oh my gosh, it's just, you know, we get caught in these patterns. Yeah. And so to break them, how does one become conscious, do you think, when they're in a pattern like that?
2: That's a great question. How does one become conscious when they're in a pattern like that? I would say probably the first way is for them to be I don't want this anymore. And then they need to start doing some internal work to figure out what is it that they don't want about it? How do they feel when they're in it? How do I want to feel instead? And what can I do so that I get out of it?
1: Yes. Yeah. I think it's those things where if we pause long enough, we can start letting our feelings come to the surface. Yep. And that's when we can get some of those hits of like, I feel like I've been holding my breath for five years or, you know, <laughs> whatever that is, you know, I, I think that there really are those moments where we, you know, we can take our blinders off. It's kind of like you come out mm-hmm. of the trance because it's we get into really... these habitual patterns
2: of yes. doing things. Yeah. Yes. It's really difficult for someone who's experienced trauma to take the pause mm-hmm. because if they take the pause, then they have to actually look at what's happening inside their body and they get agitated. Same, don't breathe, right? I haven't been breathing for five years. All these things can start to show up when you take the pause. So sometimes you have to take the pause in really small increments at a time. And sometimes when you take the pause, when you're someone who's experiencing all of those like triggered emotions, physical sensations, I always recommend to people to focus on your breath.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
2: if if you can even count to four, inhale, count to four, exhale, then it kind of brings your nervous system back down, allows you to take the pause for a little bit longer. And then start to move your body, move your arms and your legs and let it just flow through you. However, it feels good to move it out.
1: And beautiful advice. Yeah. And drink water yeah. and, and beautiful advice because it is an energy, right? There's, there's an energy about it and yeah. that's what can feel so uncomfortable yeah. when we pause to feel it even for a moment. And the fact that a lot of times our coping skills is to distract it. We compartmentalize right. it, we shove it down and then we're, we're going to be distracted, distracted, distracted. So we never have to feel it. Yes. So thank you for that beautiful advice of just taking it in little bitty pieces. Yep. And if, if people become aware, hey, I, I do have abuse in my past, or I do have this trauma, to really work with another person that we don't have to do it alone. We don't right. have to do this work alone.
2: That's probably the number one mistake is people thinking they have to do it alone. When we experience things like that, we weren't supported. We weren't protected. So if we try to do it alone, we're perpetuating that I'm not supported, I'm not heard, I'm not seen, because there's not someone there to keep us in that safe space, to show us what it's like to experience love, to experience safety.
1: Yes. Yeah. So beautifully said. I think that is one of the essential pieces, because already by getting help, you're starting to repattern that old belief.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love that. Yes, I do too. Well, Heather, we, we have a, a few minutes left here. I wanted to ask you, what would you recommend for people that let's say they don't have trauma, but they find that they have some kind of block in their life? You know, you, I know you're an EFT practitioner. Is that something if someone finds like, Oh my gosh, I just have, let's say, I have a limiting belief around. We could even say, like, with you. So, if you had a limiting belief around speaking, yes. or if someone else had a limiting belief around speaking, mm-hmm. um, and like I can't do it, people, you know, are going to think I'm, yep, you know, nuts or whatever that is, whatever you know, we all say to ourselves. What would you tell that person?
2: First of all. Just to address, yes, my scenario of moving into the speaking world, as each of us try to up level, as we try to change our stars a little bit, as we try to increase our income, increase our business, whatever it is, we tend to run into those limiting beliefs on another level. So I have to keep doing the work. I have certainly had to do it around the speaking stuff that's happening. <laughs> what else would I say to people? I'm, I'm sorry, I think I, I think I need you to tell me your question again. No,
1: that's okay. I, I think that it's, you know, and, and I didn't mean to put it necessarily on you. <laughs> I, think, I think, but it's, it's for any of us. So we'll just erase the speaker thing. We'll just say, if we, if we find that we have a limiting belief.
2: Yes. And we're yes. like,
1: wow, I just became really aware that this belief, because oftentimes they're absolutely unconscious. We've thought them so long, they're just a part of our internal subconscious belief system, but they're really guiding our behavior and our decisions. So when we all of a sudden, let's say, become conscious, Mm -hmm. wow, I might have a limiting belief around, I, I can think of someone that I know who his limiting belief around being really wealthy came from when he was a kiddo. He all of a sudden became aware, wow, my dad would always say rich people are crooks, Yep. Rich people are miserable, and so without realizing it, that was part of what had become his ceiling.
2: Yep. He
1: couldn't become truly wealthy because that meant he would be a crook, and that he he would actually be miserable. And and it's so I interesting how those beliefs. That... Yeah, yuck. <laughs> so, what would you tell someone in that in that scenario? Well,
2: of course, I would tell them to work with
1: me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> No question about that.
2: <laughs> a lot of the time, it's it's really just a discovery process. So like your friend that you mentioned, at least he was aware that, oh, this is what my parents' view of money was. So then when you're taking those pauses, you can start to maybe put an intention with the pause. Like where did whatever's showing up for me, where did it come from? and then things will start to surface. And don't don't negate anything. Anything that shows up is something that's in your field. And so that means it's ready to go. Yes, you can use EFT tapping to release the blockages. EFT will release blockages in your physical body, but also in your energetic body because you're working on the meridians, yeah
1: yeah, that tapping is is so powerful. Um, yeah
2: we I actually have a client right now who's we've been doing some tapping with her, and they're increasing her migraines. So we paused it. and now, as we kept moving through some repatterning processes, her migraines are gone. So it was like the tapping was bringing it forward mm-hmm. and really making her get rid of all this junk. and now that it's gone,
1: the migraines have gone. See, I love that. It, I feel like I've just been speaking with my own coaching clients about this <laughs> lately, about how nature always is moving towards healing. And we are a yeah. part of nature. And so that's why when a tree loses a limb, all of a sudden, it's like there's this scab yeah. that forms over. It's not left as this wound. It literally is healing itself And the same thing for us, if we have a cut on our arm, we don't have to stare at our arm and say, please heal, please heal, please heal. There's this higher intelligence that begins working and healing it for us. So there is this other intelligence in us that is moving us continually towards healing. Yeah. And so to be able to lean into that and to know, I love when you said, you know, whatever is
2: coming up, that's what's supposed to come up whether yep. it's a there's thought, no right there's no wrong. Yeah. 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 If it's there, it's there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And mm-hmm. don't have any shame around it. Don't have any guilt around it. It's just a pattern. It's simple. It's just a pattern might be yours, might be your parents, but you have it. So let's get rid of it.
1: Yes. Absolutely. What do you want
2: instead? Let's bring that in.
1: Well, and I think that's an important piece to talk about too, before we wrap up is that Not only do you let go of the negative beliefs, part of the repatterning is bringing in what you want to believe instead.
2: That's very critical because often we have these negative pieces, these negative beliefs and feelings. And when we let go of them, then we don't know who we are. We have this piece of our identity almost that is now removed. So we need to fill it with something. And we want to fill it with all these positive feelings on these positive beliefs.
1: Yes, exactly. To -hmm. leave it just undone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Mm -hmm. I think that's an essential piece to let people know that it's not just rewiring the negative, that actually what you start doing is truly implementing and assimilating this new positive belief system. That is amazingly powerful and life-changing.
2: The other piece in the repatterning processes is we're looking at what need wasn't met for you in that old scene because if you had a need of like for me like I didn't feel protected if you had that need and it was never met for you you're going to keep manifesting relationships and positions wherever you could get mugged or robbed or car accidents or whatever wherever you you'll keep showing up how you are not protected you'll keep finding ways to reenact that so we'll find what that need is and then we'll integrate it into your system so that now you can feel at peace
1: yeah i mean what essential essential work oh my gosh heather I'm so glad there are people like you in the world. I'm so thankful for the work that you do and how you just help so many people. So once again, can you tell us how people can get in touch with you and find out about your amazing September retreat?
2: I would love to. I'm so thankful that you had me on your show today, Stephanie.
1: (laughs) My joy. Yeah, thank you.
2: So, my website is www.shiftingsandsforhealth, the number four.com. You can always reach out to me on email ShiftingSands4Health at gmail.com. I personally respond to every email. So, the other piece of my retreat is just right on my website, shiftingsandsforhealth.com. Just go to the retreats tab, or I'm sorry, the events tab. You'll see some other fun things that I have going on. And then the retreat is right
1: there as well. Oh my gosh. It's so wonderful. And, and as, and I just, again, I invite everyone to check out Heather's website, check out the events, the retreat. Um, you will gain so much from this experience. And Heather, you truly are, I mean, this true light and true healer in the world. And I'm so thankful for you. If you had an essential message to leave with the audience what would that be
2: you can change your stars
1: so if we don't yeah and when you say we can change you can change your stars what does that mean
2: we don't have to stay in these patterns we don't have to stay poor we don't have to stay in abuse we don't have to stay in places that are low. We have the power within ourselves to elevate, and it's easy to do.
1: Beautiful. Thank Thank you. you so much, Heather. Such a delight as always being in your company. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom with us.
2: Thank you so much. Is there anything I can do for you?